Hello, welcome to another episode of the Stacy Shifflet Podcast. So grateful today that you took the time to tune in and listen. And I've got a subject on my heart that has been, I suppose, over the last few weeks, just becoming more and more uh, of an urgent subject in my mind. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, we have been reading and hearing uh, news articles and seeing about the things that are happening in the public schools. And I just want to begin today by saying that this episode is going to be highly controversial. There's going to be people that hear this episode and are going to get very angry with me. There's going to be people hear this episode and they're going to disagree with me. They're going to want to debate with me. I want to go ahead and say that the subject that I'm dealing with today is not a personal preference. This is not just something that I feel like God has shown me, but it's clearly given in the scriptures and my position on the subject of public schools is a biblical conviction, one that I would die for. When I say uh, the subject of public schools, I believe with all of my heart that one of the most dangerous places that you could put one of your children is a public school. I believe that your child would be safer in a pit of vipers. They would be safer throwing them over the fence at the lions in the zoo then put them in a public school. I want to just back up for just a minute. I'm going, to give it, I'm going to give some Bible verses for what I'm about to say. I've got a lot of Bible verses for what I'm going to say this morning. But I want to just say this, that as I'm giving this podcast, as I'm dealing with this subject, there will be people that will, that will want to argue and debate based on circumstances, based on their finances, based on their schedule, based on their time. And they will, they will make the argument uh, that not everybody has the option to uh, put their children either in a Christian school or homeschool them, and that public school, they have no choice. Let me begin by saying that if your life's motto is, I don't have a choice, then you are a victim. Just go ahead, write it on a three-by-five card, put it on your refrigerator, and look at it every morning when you make your breakfast. Just start your day out. I'm a victim. I have no options. I have no choices. I have to do this because of this and this and this. But I want to tell you something this morning. When it comes to your children and their education and the environment that you expose them to and the brainwashing that you uh, uh, subject them to, uh, you have choices. You have options. You need to change the way you're thinking. You need to get off of the victim wagon and start taking control as a parent or as a grandparent. Let me say this unequivocally. You can, you can quote me on this and you can hold me on this. I've been saying this for 25 years. There is no scenario, absolutely no scenario whatsoever where I would ever enroll one of my children in a public school. There is no demographic. There's no financial scenario. There's no, there is absolutely no way in the world I would ever take the priceless treasures that God has given me and my wife and turn them over to the wild dogs and the wolves and the devils that are running our public school system. I just want to go ahead and get that out. Psalm 127, the Bible says in verse three that our children are in the heritage of the Lord. They're not a heritage from the Lord. They're in the heritage of the Lord. He didn't give us our children for us to do what we want to with. He gave us our children to steward for him and for his honor and for his glory. And I'm telling you right now, the worst thing you can do to your child is to put them on a school bus 
and put them in a public school for six or eight hours a day, five days a week, nine months out of the year, that is the worst thing you could possibly do to your children. There isn't, there is, there are so many reasons. I've got a list in front of me. I will refer to it. And this is a partial list of reasons why I would never, ever in a million years, I would die. I would go to a firing squad first. I would be put in an electric chair before I sent one of my children to the public school to be educated and brainwashed by the state department. Listen to me carefully. I grew up in a home where there was three of us children. My dad was the only one that worked. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And my parents made the choice to put us children in Christian school. And they made sacrifices. Sacrifices that are so far beyond most people today that are willing to do that. My parents chose Christian education over having multiple vehicles. We didn't have a boat. We didn't have... Uh, uh, an RV. We didn't have four wheelers. We didn't have motorcycles. We didn't have go-karts. We didn't, my dad didn't go golfing. My dad didn't go hunting. My dad didn't own a hunting rifle. He didn't go on fishing trips. My parents chose Christian education over family vacations. We went for years. I do not remember our family ever going on vacation. We didn't have Christmas. We didn't have Christmas presents. My parents chose Christian education over having a big Christmas. I remember one year we got a book and a pair of socks, a book, and a pair of socks. I'll never forget the book, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. My daddy took peanut butter and honey sandwiches to work every day for two or three years. Sometimes he'd mix it up and have a spam sandwich. Our family did not eat out. Our family didn't have the technology and the gadgets that everybody else had. We didn't have television. My parents didn't have a cable bill. We didn't go to the movies. My parents didn't buy us expensive toys. We made our toys. We made do with the few little toys we had. My parents chose Christian education over fuel in the house during the winter. I remember daddy buying a wood-burning stove, and we'd go out in the woods and cut down trees and split firewood because it was cheaper than having the oil company come and fill up the tank. I remember pulling a dryer out from the wall and sitting behind the dryer in our coats while the hot air from the dryer blew on our feet and our legs to keep us warm in the wintertime. My parents made unbelievable sacrifices. We ate grits every morning for breakfast. We ate potatoes and chicken at, at supper nearly every night so my parents could put their children in a Christian school. My dad didn't make much money, probably made minimum wage at the time, working at a, working at a, a factory there in Greenville, South Carolina. And I'll never forget the sacrifices they made. My dad, when he was a pastor, we had a Cadillac. When we moved to Greenville, South Carolina, sold it, traded it in for a little Pontiac T-1000. And our family learned to just downsize. And we cut our spending and cut, cut all of our frivolous spending because my parents wanted to put us in a Christian school. I'm sitting here today, 48 years old, be 49 years old next month, never attended one single day of public school. I'm talking about back in the 80s. My parents made sacrifices for us to go to Christian school. Then they homeschooled us. Fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. We were missionaries on the foreign field, homeschooled. And when he came off the mission field, I was going into the 11th grade, went to a small little Christian school there outside of Atlanta. 
And I had to work several jobs to pay my own tuition. My dad says, I'm not putting you in public school. I want you to go to Christian school, but I can't afford it. I need you to help me. And I remember every day I'd get out of school. I'd take my brother home and then I'd go to work. I worked at McDonald's. I delivered newspaper for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I did construction jobs. I cut grass, paid my own tuition, bought my own books, bought my own clothes. We've got families here in our Christian school that work scholarships, work scholarships so their children can go to school. They come up here every night, sweep and mop the floors, vacuum the floors, clean the bathrooms, clean the toilets and the sinks and empty the trash and get the buildings clean and ready for the next day so they can put their children in the Christian school. I'm telling you right now, this Christian education situation has gotten to the point to where public schools is no longer an option. It wasn't an option in the 80s for my parents. And here it is, 2020, 40 years later. And Christians are putting their children in public schools, spending their money on cigarettes and cable television and three or four or five iPhones and iPads and and, and widescreen, flat screen, HD TVs and going out to eat two or three times a week and multiple vehicles and going to Disney World and taking three or four vacations a year. And then they say, I can't afford to put my child in Christian school. You can't afford not to. You can't afford to put your children in the public school system. I made a short list of reasons why my children, of course, my four oldest ones are out of school. They're, they've graduated and praised the Lord. None of them had to go to Christian uh, public school. They were able to go to Christian school. My youngest son is in the fourth grade, nine years old. They'll have to put me in a concentration camp. They'll have to come and arrest me. And they better bring a whole squad to arrest me to put my child in a public school. It's not going to happen. I'd rather my kid be illiterate. My child will stay at home and play with Lincoln Logs before he goes to public school. I hate public school. I hate everything they teach, everything they represent. Just the environment alone is enough for me not to put my child in a public school. The drugs, the alcohol, the tobacco, the smoking, the profanity, the blasphemy, the cursing, the swearing that the children listen to and have to put up with all day, and the immorality and the lasciviousness and the fornication and the lawlessness and the lack of discipline. Senator Salling sent me a video the uh, day before yesterday of two children fighting. I'm talking fighting in the classroom. This is, It looked like elementary, middle school age kids pulling their hair, fighting. It looked like a movie scene. I'm talking punching one another in the face and the head and the kids sitting around laughing. Teachers are going, stop, stop, stop. Kids got their cameras out videoing it. This is an everyday thing in the public schools. The bullying, the bullying and, and, the, and the, uh, the peer pressure is unbelievable. The disrespect for authority that is fostered, that is cultivated in that environment where the teachers can do nothing. They have absolutely no leverage. They have no recourse over children that are cursing and swearing and, and uh, throwing things and turning the schools into a war zone. And the school boards don't have the backs for the, of the teachers and they don't have the backs of the parents and the, and the agenda that's, that's allowed to go on there and the, the, um, the, the, just the, just the, the, the whole atmosphere, the, the bus drivers that I've talked to that drive buses for these public school systems and what they have to listen to and put up with and what they're subjected to every day, uh, taking these kids to and from school. It's unbelievable. It's vile. It's filthy. I, I would never want my child to be in that environment. 
I would never want my child to hear that and see that. Of course, we've got a very high standard in our home of what we allow our children to see and hear. We don't have television. We don't, I don't have cable. Our kids don't sit around on the floor on Saturday and watch Nickelodeon and watch the Cartoon Network and watch all this garbage. And so uh, it would be for me, it would be high, highly hypocritical for me to not have a television, not allow movies and, 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 and filth and, and all this garbage into my home and then go put my child on a school bus and let them go sit and be in it all day, every day for years and years and years. But then you start talking about the education. You start talking about the things that are being taught. I mean, right now, the GPA in Baltimore, the grade point average in Baltimore, I think it's about 1.5. It's unbelievable. It's unreal what the children are not learning. I talked to Brother Tyson, a friend of mine, pastors over in Bowie, Maryland. They have a Christian school there at their church at Woodlawn. He told me, he said, we've got kids coming in from the in third and fourth grade, coming in from the public schools that cannot read. I said, tell me about it. We have a Christian school here at Calvary Baptist Church and have for over 40 years. And every child that comes into this school from a public school has to do supplemental work and be called up. And they're so far behind. It takes our teachers months, months, sometimes a couple of years to get them up to where they need to be. I'm talking about a public school system in, in, uh, in, in Maryland where they're throwing approximately $15,000 a year at the school system for every child that's enrolled in the school. $15,000 a year, and they don't even have heat in the school. They don't even have air conditioning in the classrooms. They had to dismiss school last week at noon because it was nearly 100 degrees in the classroom. The kids got to go home. No air conditioning. Parents putting their kids in a school that's squandering the money and it's not teaching their children how to read and how to write. Kids can't even write in cursive these days. They can't make change. You go to the Dunkin' Donuts, you go to Taco Bell, the average teenager standing behind the counter cannot even make change. That's the product of the public school system. They can't do simple math. This common core math is the craziest thing ever come up with. And then you start adding all the political and, and all of the progressive and liberal ideology that is being force-fed into our children. I get passionate about this. This Black Lives Matter agenda that's being taught to our children is straight out of the pits of hell. The Antifa flags hanging in the classrooms and these, these activist teachers that are teaching their children and giving them extra credit for going and participating in an, an Antifa uh, a riot or in a, in a rally or a progressive rally and teaching them abortion, teaching them uh, how to, uh, to have a, a, a sexual active life at 12, 13, 14 years old, the sex education and the uh, LBGTQ agenda and this white, this white privilege garbage. They're teaching it to the children, this critical race theory. It's absolute insanity. And I don't know, I, I guess I missed out on that, that white privilege. I didn't, I didn't, I just described how I grew up. We were so poor, we couldn't pay attention. We didn't have two dimes to rub together. I didn't, I, I missed out on that white privilege having to work three jobs to put myself through Christian school. I missed out on that. My daddy didn't buy me my first car. I bought my first car. I borrowed, I borrowed his car and every time I borrowed it, I had to put gas in it. 
I, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I don't know where this, this white privilege and this critical race theory came in and, and, and kids having to apologize for being white and kids that are black being told they're victims and being told that they don't have a, a chance in life to be successful. That's garbage. And that's being taught to our children. They're being force fed this, this whole reparations thing. And then you start adding in the rewriting of history and you start, they're changing history and they're telling our kids that things that happened didn't happen. And it, this all came up in this 20th uh, commemoration of 9-11 where they're trying to blame America and, and shift the blame from the Islamic terrorist that uh, ran, that flew those planes into the World Trade Centers and shifting the blame and and they didn't want to they didn't want to have Red White and Blue Day because they didn't want to offend anybody and they didn't want to have Patriotic Day because they didn't want to offend uh, the 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 people in the class that that don't that don't like America and don't love America and and uh, the anti-American agenda and not doing the Pledge of Allegiance and not making the children stand uh, for the national anthem and then the evolution Lord of Mercy that alone that right there alone is a reason not to put your child in a public school where they teach your child that they came from a monkey, that they evolved from a puddle of goo in a, in a, in a mud puddle somewhere instead of being fearfully and wonderfully made by a designer and by our, our creator and that God loves them and that he has a plan and a purpose for their life. They wonder why the kids act like a bunch of wild monkeys in the classroom. Well, they taught them that's where they came from and that's what they are. Their anti-God, anti-Bible, and anti-Christian agenda. They mock and ridicule every single thing that we as Christians are trying to teach our children. The Bible and God and that God loves them and that Jesus is the only way to heaven and that we should live pure and sanctified, righteous, godly, holy lives and that, 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 that marriage is between a man and a woman and that it is for life. They, they, they break all of that down. They are literally shredding the, the fabric of society and the home and the family and the church. And we've got people putting their children in public school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, eight hours a day. Then they bring them to Sunday school on Sunday morning and put them in Sunday school for 30 minutes. And they wonder why their kids are going to the dogs. They wonder why their children have no interest in the things of God. They wonder why their daughters are losing their virginity and hooking up with grown men and teenage boys on social media. They wonder why they're taking uh, selfies and nude selfies and, and, uh, and ungodly, immodest selfies of themselves and putting it on their TikTok and while they're putting it on their social media pages, they learned that garbage in the public school system. That's where they learned it. They learned that they can have an abortion. They learned that they can uh, they can get contraceptives in the public schools and, and that they can be sexually active and not tell their parents. They're taught to experiment with their sexuality. They're taught that their genders are fluid. Then the, and then you start adding in all of this, this transgender agenda and, and, and all this this brainwashing that's being force fed to our children. And then you throw in the global warming and the environmentalist wackos that are teaching our children uh, that they're destroying the planet just by riding an SUV to school and that they're destroying the planet uh, by, by all of these things. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't put my child in a public school if you stuck a shotgun to my head. There's no way under God's blue sky for any reason. I would live in an RV. I would live in a, in a camper. And I would, I would, I would ride roller skates to work. 
if I had to, to put my child in a Christian school. There is no scenario. There is absolutely, and I'm saying this emphatically, there's no situation under the sun where I would allow my children to go to a state-run public school. Never, 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 never. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse number the 8, the Bible says, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for they of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. The Bible says if you've got a family, if you've got a wife and you've got children and you don't provide for them, and that provision means more than putting food on the table. It means protection. It means their education. Deuteronomy chapter number six and verse number six says, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. How do you teach your children and talk of them all day long in your house and teach it to your children. And when you're sitting in your house and when you're walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up, if the world and the rainbow crowd and the Marxist and the globalist have your children more every day than you do, there's no way. There's no way you can offset it. I know preachers that will debate, they, they want to debate this. Wait, don't waste your time, save your breath. I'm not even going to argue with you about it. They think it's noble to subject your children to things I just listed off, and this is a partial list. They think, they think it's noble to subject your child. And they use illustrations like Daniel in Daniel chapter number one, being kidnapped, taken from his family and his country and being put in a strange land, having to learn a strange language and still being able to purpose in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. They talk about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego stand up before the fiery furnace. Let me tell you something. I don't know too many adults. I don't know too many preachers that's got that kind of Christianity. How many children? How many five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old kids do you know that can do that? How many teenagers do you know today that's got the intestinal fortitude and the walk with God and that are and that have enough boldness and courage and love for Jesus Christ to stand up against an entire classroom full of taunting, uh, mocking, laughing, cussing, profanity spewing, blaspheming young people and take a stand for God? They're rare as hen's teeth. They're rare as worm knuckles. Children today are being taught to, to conform to the group thing that they are subjected to. And by the time they come out of elementary school and go into middle school, they're as confused as a termite and a yo-yo. They've been told that you can have 57 different genders. They can be told that, uh, that, that being masculine is toxic. And for girls to look like a girl and dress like a girl uh, is, is outdated. Your boy, your boy would get more approval going to a public school in a, in a dress than your daughter would. It's unbelievable. And we've got parents that justify it. Well, there's just, we just can't do it. We just can't afford it. You can't afford not to. Downsize. Downsize. I, I'd live in a cardboard box under a bridge before I put my kids in public school, boycott the public schools. 
Walk away from them. I'm watching these videos of these, these board meetings where parents are not even allowed to come in. They're teaching their children. It's pornographic literature in the, in the required reading. It's pornography in the school library. Teachers with the rainbow flags hanging in the classroom and the Antifa flag, flags and pictures, pictures of Mao. Communist, hammer and sickle, promoting Fidel Castro, talking about how wonderful communism is and how horrible uh, capitalism is. Kids are, kids are growing up being taught that it's wrong to make money and have a job. Lay on the couch and play video games all day and let the government take care of you. God help us. And Christian moms and dads putting their kids in there, forcing their kids to go there, subjecting their kids, just turning their children over to the wolves. Boycott. I beg you, boycott the public schools. Find an alternative. Get creative. There are all kinds of options. Homeschooling, online schools, Christian schools, private schools. Pay a private tutor. Pay a private tutor. Leave your kids at home and find a Christian school teacher that's retired and pay her by the hour to come and teach your children at the dining room table. I can think of about 15 alternatives to public school right now. I beg you, please, for the sake of God and the sake of the church and the sake of the future of Christianity, please don't put your child, your precious child, that is in the heritage of the Lord, as errors in the hands of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. You have the responsibility to point your child in the right direction. You have the, you have the power as a parent to point your child, point them and aim them in the direction you want them to go. You might as well just aim your arrows right into the mud puddle. You might as well point your arrows into the garbage, in the garbage uh, heap and the landfill as to point your children in the direction of the public school. Please, I beg you, as a pastor, as a man of God, as a daddy of five, as a granddaddy with a grandson, I wouldn't eat, I would eat grits once every three days and not eat anything else and drink water if I had to save the money to put my child or grandchild in a public school. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I get passionate about this matter of the public school. Somebody needs to say something. Please, I beg you, boycott the public schools. Make Christian education, sheltering and protecting your child from the devil and the wolves and the influences of the world. Make it a priority. Save your, save your breath. Don't send me hate mail, emails. Don't send me text messages. It's a waste of time. I think my podcast today has been about as passionate and as dogmatic of, as, as any podcast I have ever put out. Please, I beg you, boycott the public schools. Don't let them have your children. Protect them, please. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. 